Have you heard about the new handicapping and betting app that is sweeping the nation? It's called First Bet, and it puts the power of AI-assisted handicapping, seamless wagering, and live HD video in the palm of your hand. Thousands of bettors have already made First Bet their way to handicap, bet, and watch more than 300 of the world's top tracks. Isn't it time for you to join them? And when you give First Bet a try today, you can cash in on a huge welcome bonus. Sign up with promo code Sport of Kings, all one word, and you will get $10 just for joining as well as a 10% rebate, up to $500 for your first 30 days. With that much free cash on the line, what do you have to lose? Get started at first.com slash bet. That's number one, st.com slash bet. And don't forget promo code Sport of Kings when you sign up. And if you already have an ExpressBet account, you're way ahead of the game. Simply log into FirstBet using your username and password, and you're off to the races. Up to 18 years or older and 21 years old in certain states to open an account with FirstBet and reside in the state where such activity is legal, void to prohibit national gambling support line 800-522-4700. Muckleshoot Casino is your destination for more than 3,000 gaming machines, action-packed table games, and the largest smoke-free area in the state, plus a newly remodeled casino floor and new center bar. Use your player's club card to earn points for free play, meals, or cash back. Muckleshoot Casino, the biggest and best in the Northwest. Visit us online to learn more about our safety measures. Horse Racing Northwest, another edition from Emerald Downs. Joe Withy, Vince Brune, and our producer, director, uh, marketing manager, Wes Petrie, getting us out there for you to listen to. And uh, shoot, we had a great week of stakes races at Emerald Downs last week. But racing continues. We have four weekends remaining, Vince. Yeah, boy, we'll go weekdays. We got uh, eight more days, 30 down, eight to go. Um Pretty, pretty exciting news we might get into at some point here uh, regarding the final six days of racing. But yeah, boy, a lot to recap last week. Some really uh, exciting uh, races in state and also out of state that we'll get into too. That's right. Uh, Horse Racing Northwest, thanks for listening to us as we talk mostly Emerald Downs. But as Vince mentioned, we're going to creep out of state a little bit. Uh, nine races on Wednesday at 2 p.m. Pacific and 10 races this coming Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific, we do have a jackpot 20-cent pick seven carryover heading into Wednesday. That'll be 16475 and we are certainly on the Juan Gutierrez watch, Vince. In fact, right in front of us here, we see a nice big sign that's going to celebrate the moment. Yeah, he's got uh, 13 mounts this week, scheduled to ride 13. He's currently at 1,415 wins. Of course, Mitchell, Gala Mitchell's record is 1,419. So pretty fair chance it'll go down, certainly not up this week, probably next week then. Yeah, he's our number two leading rider behind Alex Cruz. And another stake win for Juan last week. One of the thrilling races at Emerald Downs, the Washington Cup Philly and Mare Stake. In fact, uh, Vince, why don't we just talk a little bit about last week here at Emerald Downs. We had a stakes triple header, the first bet Washington Cup, consisting of the Muckleshoot Tribal Classic presented by Elysian Brewery, and the Washington Cup Philly and Mare Steak presented by Pegasus Training and Rehabilitation Center. Let's go to the first Washington Cup race, the Muckleshoot Tribal Classic. And Unmatchable with an explosive finish inside the final furlong is opened up by three. Elliott Bay in one final surge is chasing relentlessly, but Unmatchable goes on to win the Classic. Unmatchable, uh, unmatched with his ability down the stretch. Coming back in a week for Jack McCartney, Vince. Yeah, and uh, you and I both agree, Joe, this horse has a pretty, pretty bright future and some horsemen i respect certainly feel the same way and we talked last week you know he doesn't he has to do it kind of the hard way passing up horses and not only did he beat some older horses that winning time 140.71 was the fastest mile of 16th of the meet uh, that was racehorse time especially relative to the other races that day and he got an 81 buyer a did career he? high yeah 
And uh, boy, he is a pretty serious racehorse. I'm really looking forward to seeing him as an older horse. Oh, for sure. Well, he started his career just... uh uh, opened some eyes last year at Emerald Downs. His career debut was in the Washington Cup. He won that from way off the pace on a wet track, came right back in the Godstein, made a huge move there, ran second to race home. That was his two-year-old season at Emerald Downs, state champ. A uh, good chance for a state championship this year, of course, with uh, his second stakes win at the meeting. And as you mentioned, the time really uh, looks good. In fact, it was the second fastest uh Muckleshoot Tribal Classic mm-hmm. or a Washington Championship in Emerald Downs history to Ed Nader's 140 and two uh, back in 2000. Yeah, and as we mentioned last week, Jack uh, McCartney calling the audible, and uh, you yep. know because he had run the week prior and uh, said he came out of the race great, and he wasn't kidding because that was uh, quite a show he put on, and those that was a like we talked a really evenly matched on paper, good field of horses. Elliot Bay another good second for him. He's yeah. had a fine year. Great job by McCall Lane. We had a little bumping incident in upper stretch. I thought for a second, Joe, he might be going down. Juan Gutierrez and McCall Lane regained their balance, and he ran a real gutsy third there. So, um, But certainly unmatchable. Um, boy, he is really, you know, he has yet to run a bad race, and he's been tested in tough company throughout his career. So uh, he, he looks like the sky's the limit. I know that's a cliche, and we say that a lot, but no, really, he looks like he could be one of the ones. Yes, he has been outstanding, and we were Related last week on our podcast that uh, you had talked to Jack McCartney after his win in the allowance in the first race on the Thursday right before that he came out of that race so well. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I used that in my handicapping, yeah. putting on unmatchable on top in the cup. Good pick. Yeah, the plan had been after that allowance race to turn him out and bring him back as a four-year-old, but he came out of the race, and he wasn't kidding when he said he came out of the race well. He really did. And, uh, you know, I've watched that race a couple times, and each time it kind of looks even more impressive than the last time. So uh, he's he's an exciting prospect. Uh, Washington-bred uh, three-year-old who beat, beats older horses. You know, we've had the three-year-old walk-up races, so we haven't had a lot of them trying it. No, so he's the first one to he, win them. Yeah. So, Tribal Classic. But that's a feather in his cap, you it know, to beat, to beat older horses like that. And there was a couple good ones in there. Like, say, Elliott Bays oh. in the press, they finished third and fourth in the mile. And he came away from those horses, so pretty exciting. It indeed was. So unmatchable wins the Muckleshoot Tribal Classic. Let's go on to the Washington Cup Philly and Maristake, presented by Pegasus Training and Rehabilitation Center. A final furlong remains, a little less talk. Now on the outside, closing in fast, comes Fortunes Freude running a big one. Down to these two, little less talk, Fortunes Freude, little less talk, hangs on to win it. A little less talk with the win. Uh, you expected her to have a response at the end, and she brought it once again, Vince. Yeah, and I think you brought up a good point last week. She's kind of a slight filly, you know, we all know that. She's, she's not big, and she was Given weight, I'm not a big weight guy, but I think in that context, going around two turns, small filly at the end of a long campaign, you know, giving weight to some decent horses, and it looked like it was catching up with a little there, but as usual, she sticks her neck out because Fortune's Freud fired big, and uh, she held her off. Yeah, Debbie Pabst, uh, the breeder and part owner of Fortune's Freud for trainer Kay Cooper, uh, she said that horse just ran so well. Uh, she was set up for a good race. She was training super, coming off that one-mile win into a stake, and she did everything she could under Javier Matias to win the Washington Cup Philly and Mare, but a little less talk, uh, just so dynamic and uh, successful and competitive again with uh, her fourth overall wash, or Emerald Down Stakes victory, and uh, she repeated in the Washington Cup like unmatchable did. Yeah, great job by Rodina Barrett, who we had on a few weeks ago talking yeah. about this horse. She knows this horse uh, very well, and Tim Floyd, who we had on, congratulations, Kelly Dugan, the whole gang. They've got a nice filly there, and uh, maybe, you know, the best is yet to come with her. If she, uh, maybe, I'm not sure about their plans with her, but I... I did talk to Rodina Barrett. She is thinking of uh, going to Kentucky this fall. Interesting. Yeah. Yep. See how she would fit there. Selfishly, of course, we'd like to see her back here as a, as a five-year-old because she, she is a lot of fun to watch. A little less talk with another victory. She has uh, four starts at the meeting, three wins and a second, two stakes wins, unmatchable, also has 
three wins and uh let's see does he have two seconds he was second to i think he has crusher one second is it yeah and then we'll talk a little bit more oh, about he was, it uh, in that allowance that papa's golden boy won as that's well. correct so yeah three right for five three for five yeah. yeah okay one more stake on thursday the seventy five thousand dollar gottstein futurity two-year-olds at a mile and a 16th. We had a heavy favorite in this one as well. Dutton fights back bravely. Coastal Kid is bolted. Coastal Kid is bolted midway down the stretch. And Dutton's going to go on and win the Gutstein in an unlikely stretch run. Well, they don't get too more eventful than that in the stretch. But Dutton, a clear winner in the end for trainer Howard Belvoir, the Rising Star Syndicate scores again. Jennifer Whitaker aboard, undefeated Dutton, the son of Nusito. Uh, you got to give him his due. Got to give him his due. And uh, yeah, Coastal Kid ducking out there in a little past mid-stretch. You know, a lot of speculation on what caused that. I kind of chalk it up to the two-year-old inexperienced thing. Only second career race, first time around two turns. We did have a long wait before the race, too, when Great Gatsby was scratched. So add it all up, and it was a event, very eventful race. We can debate, though, if, let's say, Coastal Kid does not duck out sharply. You know, you watch that race again, and Dutton certainly was firing back a little bit there. I probably think Coastal Kid was going to get him, but Dutton, I really, you know, uh, after all he went through, that was a pretty good effort. It was a a great effort. Uh, He set super fast fractions, finishing time not as fast as the older horse stakes, but that's understandable. Dutton goes 22-2, and 45-2. We're going a mile into 16th, and... The way he sprints away with ease early happened again. Well, and we had a close-up view of it this time, and it's like, wow, when he rocketed out of the gate, you don't see that too often. And uh, the Philly Easy Silence made a nice move on the stretch turn, as did, of course, Coastal Kid to get into contention. It really, uh, around the 316th pole, maybe a little before that, looked like both of them were probably going to go by Dutton, who had lost a huge chunk of his lead and uh, had set those fast fractions but coastal kid did the little veer to the right and uh, dutton ended up pulling away from easy silence to win by two and a quarter lengths to win the godstein three for three at the meeting and you know unmatchable became the leading washington bread earner after he won the muckleshoot tribal classic a little less talk passed him in winning her stake and then dutton became the state's leading earner for 2020 after winning the Gottstein, and uh, just a super yeah. bright future for him as well. Interesting s- s- scenario here. We got three horses that have wa- won two stakes and also won an allowance race. So we'll have some fun with our horse of the uh, meeting here yeah. in a few weeks. Indeed. You could go a lot of different ways. Okay, so last week at Emerald Down, super exciting. We had our fourth biggest uh, pick five handle in track history, $190,000 on Thursday, and a lot of winners in that. Good handicapping there. Hey, we're going to uh, talk with trainer Val Lund, who trains a uh, Washington-bred juvenile colt by the name of Bodenheimer. He has done well. And Greg Conley, the owner, along with his father, Chuck, uh, they have been so involved in local racing and are having an awful good season. So they're going to join us on the podcast. And I just... uh, Got a recent update from trainer Blaine Wright. Baja Sur is going to be in the California flag on Sunday at Santa right. Anita. Five and a half on the grass. He's going up against that Mike's Tiz now again that they've had a couple of battles this year. So Baja Sur uh, in action this weekend. We haven't seen an Emerald Downs this year. He is undefeated at this track. Four for four. So that will be fun to follow Baja Sur. And uh, hey, let's take a break and come back with our first guest, on Horse Racing Northwest for this edition. Greg Conley, we'll be right back. Have you heard about the new handicapping and betting app that is sweeping the nation? It's called First Bet, and it puts the power of AI-assisted handicapping, seamless wagering, and live HD video in the palm of your hand. Thousands of bettors have already made First Bet their way to handicap, bet, and watch more than 300 of the world's top tracks. Isn't it time for you to join them? And when you give First Bet a try today, you can cash in on a huge welcome bonus. Sign up with promo code SPORTOFKINGS, all one word, and you will get $10 just for joining, as well as a 10% rebate, up to $500 for your first 
first 30 days. With that much free cash on the line, what do you have to lose? Get started at first.com slash bet. That's number one, st.com slash bet. And don't forget promo code SPORTOFKINGS when you sign up. And if you already have an ExpressBet account, you're way ahead of the game. Simply log into FirstBet using your username and password, and you're off to the races. A few 18 years or older and 21 years old in certain states to open an account with FirstBet and reside in the state where such activity is legal, void to prohibited national gambling support line 800-522-4700. Horse Racing Northwest continues as we are looking forward to the Emerald Down season in the month of October. Four weeks remaining, Wednesday and Thursday cards, all the way through October 28th and 29th. Let's go to our first guest, and it's a very involved horse owner, along with his father. Uh, He has done quite a bit and has more ideas in that noggin of his of promoting Washington racing and breeding as well. Uh, let's welcome Greg Conley to Horse Racing Northwest. Greg, hello. Hello. Hey, pleasure to be with you. Thanks, Greg, uh, along with Vince Brune here. Uh, well, let's go right back to last week. Uh, Mike Mann's gold wins again. He won easily. The son of Liberty Gold, now a 10-year-old, with his 23rd Emerald Downs victory. And uh, you have been involved with him for actually several seasons now, and not every race, though, because uh, how many times did you claim him back last year? I think we claimed him back three times. Uh, I think we've claimed him back four or five times. Uh, mm. total. Well, he's just been sensational, Vince. We know, you know some of the stats on him. Not only is the all-time leading horse, but other things as well. What is it? Is it nine straight seasons with at least one win, seven multiple win seasons, 23 wins, now two ahead of West Seattle Boy. Great. Eight straight, eight straight seasons. He ran in a stakes race at Emerald Downs. Too. Amazing, That's yeah. The leader there, and you know, Greg, how how soon people forget. I was I was quite shocked. He went off at six to one on the class drop there, and I looked at the daily double, picked three pools, and he was he was pretty flat in those too, and he ended up winning pretty easily. Were you a little surprised by uh, by the way uh, people kind of forgot his resume? Uh, I I just think that not having the crowd at the uh, in in the stands there, uh, because there's a lot of people that you know love him when when they're in the stands and and the fact that you know we just have online betting now basically, uh, I would say that yeah some of those people don't know who the horse you know really is. Well yeah that's probably true. Uh, Vince had him at three to one morning line. Vince you tried to tell people he was a lot better value than six to one or i mean he was worth a lot more than six to one as far as the other horses in the race but just a sensational horse uh you know he has given you guys so many thrills so many wins uh with his speed and uh, tell us about the individual a little bit i'm sure you've been around him in the stable uh he is just class i mean he he really uh, does everything that Joe asks him to do, and then when he wants to do something, he tells Joe about it. And, you know, what's what's interesting about this story, because uh, from the beginning of the meet, uh, everybody was asking, hey, where's Mike? How you, How's he doing? And, and the thing of it is, is uh, Mike had, you know, a situation happen with him, you know, shipping back from, from Turf Paradise. Mm. And he, you know, had a good chance of not surviving actually and it, it's it's quite a story you know of the love and and watch that you know the toys put into the, their animals and he actually colicked and had to get emergency surgery done mm. and that's only five months ago and for the fact that he you know came back after five months and did what he did uh, is pretty amazing yeah, that is uh, indeed for a horse, a, a, you know, an advanced age for racing anyway, and to come back and go through training to get ready. And uh, he's one for two at the current meeting. Just uh, any distance, uh, you know, I uh, dropped down a little bit in class, but still it was a tough field. Mike Mann's gold, uh, just his name for so many years. Those records of longevity are tremendous, and it just is so much uh, really fun to watch him run big races. And I know for you too, because you have to pay claiming tax and, and let's face it, you and your father, Chuck, uh, you wanted to be owner of him when he set the new Emerald Downs record that had to have something to do with it. Well, you know, we look beyond that as well, but, uh, of course, uh, we, we, 
are in this game to to win, and he's a winner, and he shows that he's a winner, and so you know we are willing to invest in winners, and that's what uh, that's what we do, and so he has given us so many joys that we you know figured that uh, well let's let's continue to to roll with him, and that's what we've done. You know, you mentioned wins, and you guys, you and your father and Tara from a farm, you're now tied for second. That's nine wins at the meet. You guys are on quite a roll here. Who are some of the other stars in the barn you got going right now? Well, you know, we have uh, a number of older geldings in the barn, and, you know, we we do like those older geldings, you know, with back class. Uh, there's no question about it, and so, but we have a, a nice filly uh, you know, in the barn. Tomorrow's mine, or mare, I should say. Tomorrow's mine, who has put together a couple of nice uh, races recently. Uh, she actually wanted a mile and a quarter, you know, last year for us. So we've been hoping that she, you know, could get some distance. Uh, but those races just haven't been going for us uh, in in her class level. So you know, she's a nice uh, one. We. We have uh, a few older horses, like I said, uh, that just continue to want to fire. Well, yeah, and namely, just last week, we saw a couple. Buckley Bay is one tough competitor. He was coming off two wins in a row, Vince, and he stepped up to, I think it was 25,000 last week or 20, and he just ran another real fast and gutty race. And he can route or sprint and do fast either way. Yeah, he's really sharp. Joe Toy's done a superb job with him, too. Oh, what a fine Washington bread. Uh, Just, you can expect, like Mike Mann's gold, a huge effort from Buckley Bain. Boy, he does not like to let horses pass him in the stretch. Wine at nine, you claimed this year as well. Uh, Several years in the Lucarelli barn there as an outstanding claimer. In fact, it was between Mike Mann's gold and Wine at nine about three years ago for claimer of the meeting i remember yeah i think wine at nine has 17 or 18 wins so greg's not kidding when he says they like to get those winners in the barn and he ran pretty well last week greg wine at nine he he was closing you know coming home uh, and and ended up third in that same race uh and i think that they were all you know kind of there together uh there there's no question that uh wine at nine has a lot of heart and he he and and buckley bay uh, what's nice about them is they don't necessarily have to have the lead. They can run on the lead. They can come off the pace. So, you know, they're very versatile. They are. And you have nine wins and 11 seconds as well. Tied for second leading owner, Greg and Chuck Conley, along with the Terra Firma farm of Joe and Carrie Toy. Uh, just uh, outstanding um, interest and uh, dedication to the Washington thoroughbred industry. Greg also... Uh, he got sires going in this state. Greg, uh, tell us the, the Polish gift, Polish miner story. Yeah, and Trail City. Uh, the, okay, the, yeah. the, the difficulty in, in breeding, I didn't really understand until I got involved. And, and so I, I really commend those people that are out there raising those babies uh, because, you know, there's no guarantee that they're getting to the racetrack. And just getting, you know, a horse to the track, uh, we found was very difficult. And so, uh, in, in doing, you know, our research, we decided that, uh, we will let others do the breeding and raising and, and we'll read the form and see what, uh, what the form has to say and, and see what's for sale that way, because it's nice raising babies. It's great. And you, you, you love them. You can hear the excitement when everybody is, is cheering for their babies to come in. But, uh, yeah, having Polish, uh, Polish gift first. And then unfortunately, uh, we lost him, uh, before his time and the same thing with Polish minor and they were full brothers. So I went and got the, the full brother after Polish gift had passed and brought Polish minor here, but I love the Danzig line. And that was something that I, I really, uh, you know, mm-hmm. and then looking at the, at the dam side, uh, being out of a seeking the gold mare, it was very similar to what Harbor the gold has, you know, but just on the opposite. And it was, uh, it was fun while it lasted. Uh, will we ever do it again? Maybe. Uh, but right now, uh, with, the number of mares that are bred in this state and how how competitive it is it's uh it's difficult so we we just leave it to you know all those wonderful people that are are doing it still
Sure. And there's uh, plenty of those, you know, there's those owners that, that want to uh, hit with one out of five or six juveniles that, I mean, hit good, hit big with stakes winners. Uh, there's still several people like that that like to develop and maybe get a, a, a champion. And uh, you've claimed and uh, done the championship route. So you're going with the older horses, but hey, we commend you for the Polish gift, Polish minor tra- uh, trail city. And you also offered a bonus back then when you, when you got Polish gift going. And so uh, Greg Thank and Chuck. Go- for remembering that, by the way. Yeah, I do. Uh, that, was, uh, that was nice service to the industry. And you did pay out the bonus at one point as yeah, well. Yeah, it was a, a $50,000 bonus for the first Washington bred stakes winner by, you know, Polish gift. And uh, what a wonderful horse uh, Margot's gift ended up becoming. Okay. Uh, and I, I, I do, you know, like, you know, still the, I guess, uh, value that I feel that, hey, I, I helped bring some of these horses and uh, to the to the game and, you know, Omachi Kid, for example, is the last Polish miner running, and uh, I've I really you know think that that horse has done phenomenal here this year, Le- and, leading the meet and wins. Yeah, and and you know indirectly feel responsible for that, and that's great, you know. But I, I'm happy for the connections that have claimed him and claimed him back. Uh, but uh, I, it's really hard sometimes when you end up racing against these horses and they beat you because it's a bittersweet kind of feeling. <laughs> Yeah, I was I was standing near you when uh, Omachi Kid beat one of your horses, and I and you go, oh, but yeah, see there, I got beat by a Polish miner, and uh, maybe softens the blow a little bit knowing that uh, you helped bring that horse, uh, so to speak, into the state. So, Greg Conley uh, joining us, and Greg, uh, thanks for uh, thinking about the game, the present, and the future as well. Uh, and uh, just keep up with the ideas. Uh, we love to hear them from you, and and you're going to make some good things happen, we know, and easy to root for you because uh, your dedication to uh, paying attention to good horses at Emerald Downs is, is makes the game a little bit better. Well, I appreciate it, and, you know, I just want to give a shout-out to, you know, all those behind-the-scenes people that are, you know, allowing us to race. I mean, this was not an easy year for anybody, and, and to get everything going and, and – uh, I think that the team's back there, all the way, you know, to the, the gate crew. I mean, I don't think the gate crew gets enough, you know, respect and, and acknowledgement uh, for what they do. And uh, But it's a great team that you guys have down there, and we appreciate the, the fact that uh, we get to run uh, at Emerald Downs. It's a, it's a truly is a gem of the Northwest. Well, thank you for that, and you are right. Uh, 2020, not an easy year for planning for anybody, and uh, – Greg and Chuck Conley, having a good one and continued success to you, Greg. Thank you, sir. Thanks, Greg. Greg Conley joining us here on Horse Racing Northwest. Uh, yeah, nine wins and 11 seconds, Vince. They have been all around it this their, week. Their horses are firing when you get that many uh, exact finishes. Shout out to Keith Swagger. We're talking about breeders. You know, he bred uh, Mike Mann's gold. He's one of those horses, Joe. Everyone who has had any part of that horse has done well. That's right. The Swaggerties, uh, Jesse Velasquez, Lisa Bays, when they had the horse, and, of course, uh, the Conleys. And the horse is just an absolute winner, and he proved it again last week. 23 wins, uh, rare air in Washington for Mike Mann's gold. Um, you know, we haven't mentioned uh, the Preakness at all as of yet, and we watched, of course, that, that sensational, gallant, fast, successful, incredible Philly Swiss skydiver win the Preakness on Saturday. I didn't, I didn't have a dollar on the race, no, Joe. Me. After the race, I actually clapped in my office for a <laughs> sensational performance. Oh. Because Authentic showed up with his A game, and uh, Swiss Skydiver, perhaps the most amazing stat to me, Joe, nine races this year at nine different racetracks. That is incredible. It is, and uh, Ken McPeep, you know, some people were saying, what is he doing? Well, he knows his filly, and uh, she is, one of, you know, one of those throwback horses of yesteryear who just runs her you-know-what off every time she's on the track. Oh, and she beat the boys at Pimlico on Saturday in the Preakness and uh, that older filly and mare situation is, uh, well, she's on top right now. That is for sure. After winning the Preakness Stakes, of course, Rachel Alexandra won it in 2009. Before that, it was a long way back to another filly winning. So congratulations to Swiss Skydiver. And she's going to run at age four, they've already said. So that's exciting to hear. That is. 
Well, we are going to have another guest on here, um, and uh, we'll come back with our next guest, trainer Valerie Lund, here on Horse Racing Northwest. Muckleshoot Casino is your destination for more than 3,000 gaming machines, action-packed table games, and the largest smoke-free area in the state, plus a newly remodeled casino floor and new center bar. Use your player's club card to earn points for free play, meals, or cash back. Muckleshoot Casino, the biggest and best in the Northwest. Visit us online to learn more about our safety measures. Horse Racing Northwest continues, and again, Racing at Emerald Downs, Wednesday and Thursday, that's our schedule, Wednesday, 2 p.m. Pacific, Thursday, 5 p.m. Pacific, uh, just big stuff all around last week with the three stakes at Emerald Downs, the first bet Washington Cup, a Swiss Skydiver in the Preakness, and there was another event on Sunday last week, and it was called the Indian Summer Stakes at Keeneland. Let's hear the finish. Bodenheimer, the leader by two lengths. Good with people, second a length. And then Petit Verdot is in third. Cowan looks for running room, shifting lanes toward the inside. Now has clear running, but is five lengths off the lead. And the leader is Bodenheimer coming to the 16th pole. Bodenheimer by five. Cowan is still back in second position, 44.56 for that opening half mile. Bodenheimer chased by Cowan. Here comes the line. Bodenheimer... Brian Hernandez Jr. and Bodenheimer to take the Indian summer. Well, that was Bodenheimer, a Washington-bred son of Attaboy Roy, winning the Indian summer, winning convincingly for his third win in four starts, Juvenile, Colt, and he's won at three different tracks as well. And how about his trainer, who knows a little bit about racing Attaboy Roy and training Attaboy Roy's, Welcome to Valerie Lund here on Horse Racing Northwest. Val, good afternoon. Hi, Joe. How are you? Hey, good to have you on and hear your voice. Uh, uh, just a great representative for Thoroughbred Racing, uh, excellent spokesperson. And, uh, you know, you got that great smile, Val, and we love <laughs> to see it because that means you just done good. And you've done good on Sunday. How Congratulations. Oh, thank you so much. It was just thrilling, absolutely thrilling. Well, he won his first two starts, and uh, Vince Brune pointed out uh, he got a huge buyer figure from that uh, career debut at Canterbury, and uh, I think he was the favorite in that race, but uh, nonetheless, uh, was he even better than maybe that you even thought after start number one? Um, well, start number one, I expected him to win, and he did go off a second choice. There oh. was a colt in there of Mac Roberts that... Um, had some decent works, and Max sends him out ready to go, and so uh, they sent that horse off as favorite, which tickled me because <laughs> I had called all my family and said, at the farm, <laughs> they're not going to outrun this one. Wow. And um, so, no, he did not surprise me. I wasn't actually planning to start him on the grass. I was planning because he worked really well over the Canterbury dirt, but I was going to have to wait if I was going to run him dirt, um, and that would mean I would miss the Prairie Juvenile. And I was pretty certain I was going to the Prairie Juvenile. I went, well, I'm going to have to run on grass in order to get a win so I can go to the Juvenile. And, um, um, yeah, and, and he obviously loves the grass. Oh, boy. And he won by, uh, it was 10 or 11 lengths in his career mm -hmm. debut at Canterbury. Uh, so his beginnings in your barn, and let's just say that, of course, Val Lund trained at a boy, Roy, and the one season he spent at Emerald Downs was just a memorable summer here, Val. Uh, boy, uh, he won all but the Long Acres Mile, and of course he threw a shoe before the three-eighths yeah. pole, and he didn't change leads, and Ricky Fraser continues to say if he would have done just one of those two things, he would have won the mile after setting the fastest fractions in race history, but just a... You know, then he lowered the state record for six furlongs here and, and did so much after that, winning a graded race at Churchill Downs. Uh, you can reflect on Attaboy Roy. I'm sure you don't mind doing that now and oh, then. Oh, you know, I love that horse. Love, love that horse. He just, and you did too. I remember you yeah. coming down and giving him eye rubs. Yeah, you said he <laughs> likes those, and he did. <laughs> And uh, next time I saw him, he was a stud out at Blue Ribbon Farm in Buckley, and he was a little more intense. He was looking for mares uh, anywhere he could find one. <laughs> you know, it was fun, though. 
I went out after his first crop was on the ground. I flew out there and I went out to see him. I went, I wonder if he's going to, you know, give me the time of day mm-hmm. since um, he's now a stud. Yeah. And I went in the stall with him and he came right over and did what he would do in the barn. And that is gave me a big horse hug, put his head over my shoulder, pulled me in really tight to his chest <sighs> and just held me there. That's great. And I went, oh. Yeah, I bet you did. Yeah, he was uh, sensational to follow. And just uh, uh, when he won that uh, Churchill Downs handicap on Kentucky Derby Day, I think 2010, uh, really the grandstand shook at Emerald Downs. You know, we had a big crowd for the Kentucky Derby and and people knew about Attaboy Roy and uh, he won that race. And Calvin Burrell uh, loved getting aboard him. Vince? Yeah, and, and of course, Valerie, you also had Mr. Jägermeister, who's by Attaboy mm-hmm. Roy's made a half a million dollars. And now Bodenheimer wins the Indian Summer, three for four. He got an 82 buyer again on Sunday, and wow. he pretty much blew away that field. I understand you get a, a berth into the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Turf Sprint uh, with that victory. Yes. Yes, we do, which is just wonderful. Um, they pay all the fees, and, and we're in. We're That's where we'll be on November 6th. Sixth, I believe. That is outstanding. And it's, of course, right there at Keeneland where he just won, Val. Yeah, same exact course, same exact distance. Um, so we should have a great shot, quite frankly. Uh, he is just super dynamic. Uh, even that race at Kentucky Downs, the, the only loss that he has had in four races, uh, he just showed a ton of speed and a, the great stride as well in that race. And and uh, you, uh, as as most trainers do, you think uh, if circumstances were a little different, he, he could have finished even better there. Oh, absolutely. You know, that course is a rolling hills course and kind of a couple of dog legs out of the gate. And it, it's real different. It's, it is a European style. Mm. And Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, it started rain- raining about one o'clock, and we didn't run till five. And it didn't just sprinkle; it poured. And that course was an absolute muck hole. I mean, it was just down. They said down in the gullies, you were running through creeks, hmm. and they they canceled the next day's races. They didn't even run them, um, which I I guess they don't do often at Kentucky Downs. But it was really bad. And Hernandez came back on him and, and told me, said. This is a really good colt. He says, if this was a fast ride track today, Val, they would have had a very hard time running him down. And um, he says, it's just unfortunate the track is, he's got so much power that when he digs, he's just digging holes in the, in the, in the mud. So um, I think we kind of got to throw that one out and um, know that he's a uh, good sound colt and he's very fast. Yeah, he is fast. And, uh, yeah, Brian Hernandez aboard for his last two races, and I'm sure he's looking forward to riding him in the Breeders' Cup. Yes, oh, great. absolutely. Brian mm-hmm. Hernandez has been an up-and-coming jockey for several years. You bet. And it's interesting. Val, have you ever had a, a, a horses you've trained that you also trained the sire before? Because you sure seem to know these Attaboy Roy's <laughs> inside and out. Um, I haven't, but I did know Attaboy Roy, and he was a kind of a quirky horse. You had to. Yeah, I used to tell the riders when they'd get on, I'd say, listen, he's very fast, and he he seems pretty good, but don't correct him. Like, do not reach down and strap him for any reason, because he's not only fast, he's powerful, and you won't be on him. <laughs> he, um, he had a tiger in the tank that didn't always show, but it was lurking there. And um, I think like, they're like that. Odenheimer has got explosive speed, and he does things quickly, so you just... Work calmly, put a calm, good rider with good hands on him, and don't pick at him. Okay. And uh, as Vince mentioned, uh, Mr. Jägermeister, any comparisons to those two physically? Because Mr. Jägermeister's had just an outstanding career. Congratulations there as well. Thank you. Thank you. And he'll go on. He sprained his hock late in the summer before he could run the championship this year. So, he was due for a turnout after Minnesota, so we'll leave him off till Oakland. But I think he's still got some good running left to do. And, um, you know, both of these horses have some characteristics of Attaboy Roy, and a lot of that is their um, speed, mm-hmm. their um, beautiful stride length. But physically, they follow the mothers very strongly. Ye- Jägermeister, you might think, looks like Attaboy Roy, but Frangelica... His dam is a real similar type to Attaboy Roy, and um, 
the Bodenheimer himself really, really favors AP Indy, and as does his mother. She is an AP Indy daughter, and she just has the striking AP Indy look. Um, but he gives those babies speed, correctness. Um, you know, he ran until he was eight years old, and he was very fast, and you don't see that in sprinters mm-hmm. often. So soundness, he didn't bleed. Um, he was just a real correct, real sound horse, and um, I like that he can give that to his offspring. Indeed, yeah, it's that's been tremendous. We're talking with Val Lund, of course, trainer of Attaboy Roy, and now with the sensational Washington bred Bodenheimer. And uh, Val, we had our first bet Washington Cup last Thursday, and in the first race, Unmatchable became the state's leading earner. And then the next Washington Cup race, a little less talk, topped him. And then in the Godstein Futurity, Dutton, a Washington-bred son of Nusito, topped both of them to become the state's leading earner. And now Bodenheimer's way out front with uh, that great first prize of $90,000 in the Indian summer. So you have the number one Washington earner. And uh, you spoke of the damn beautiful Danielle by AP Indy. You could uh, possibly be training more of uh, her sons and daughters in the future. Yes, we could, because we were so impressed with this colt early on in his training that I recommended to one of my sisters who likes to breed, I said, you know what, if it were me, I would track that mare down and I'd buy her. (laughs) And so we found her and she bought her and um, uh, she's planning to go back to Attaboy Roy with her right now. She's carrying a colt by uh, more spirit. Yeah. Outstanding. Yeah. Beautiful Danielle, the dam, Attaboy Roy, the sire, Bodenheimer. Uh, three career wins and four starts all at different tracks and headed toward the Breeders' Cup. That is just super exciting for yourself, your connections, and, of course, all of us out here in Washington. Val, uh, great luck, and uh, we shall be following yourself and Bodenheimer uh, in this next month. Well, I appreciate it, Joe, and, and uh, very good to talk to you and and all my all my friends in Washington and where my heart has been forever. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, we miss you here, by the way. So uh, <laughs> maybe uh, this next attaboy, well, who knows? Uh, who knows what might happen? But Bodenheimer right now is uh, at the top of the list in a lot of ways. Thanks, Val. All right, Joe. Have a good afternoon. Thank you. You too. <laughs> Valerie Lund joining us. And uh, Bodenheimer, just a super exciting proposition. Yeah, exciting to have a Wabred do us proud, and uh, we'll see him in the Breeders' Cup, as Val said. And, you know, I got to think, we usually see some, a few European shippers, mainly in the longer races, yeah. but sometimes in the sprint, too. So, But I got to think, you know, right now he's one of the ones going into that race. Hey, you know, in her description of the Kentucky Downs race, I yeah. mean, that's a legitimate... Uh, and it, it even says in the chart that he lost his yeah. action there in the in the final eighth. And you could kind of see that. I mean, he was really moving well in that race. And that was a, a funny course that day. And he did really well to finish fifth. Yeah, fifth of 10 there. And uh, running for uh, the Breeders' Cup, a $1 million pot coming up next month is Bodenheimer. So, hey, thanks, Val. Thanks to Greg Conley. A couple of great guests today. Uh, how about week honors from last week with all those stakes races, all those uh, exciting performances? We got them, yeah. We got Leslie Mowing yep. back at Emerald Downs getting a stakes win on Unmatchable. He's our jockey of the week. Robbie Bays with a couple wins for him, trainer of the week. Tanya Elison, owner of Unmatchable from over in Eagle, Idaho, is our owner of the week. And... Lost in all the excitement, another pretty cool Washington bred grinder sparks the globe, bangs out career win number 16 for Richard Senna, is our WA bred of the week. He's up around $270,000. He's a racehorse too, Joe. Yeah, one of your great picks last week, 10.20 or 10.40 on, uh, he paid 10.40 to win grinder sparks a glow. Uh, he was in a tough race, but of course, he's our defending Washington champion older horse. Vince gave him out last week. Uh, we'll get to picks in a second there. Um, how about uh, stats for this week? You got a stat for us? I do. Um, this is kind of an unusual one. I mentioned to you, Joe. Our both our leading jockey and our leading trainer this year both have more seconds and quite a bit more seconds than wins. Usually, when you're leading a meet, that's kind of everything's clicking yeah. and you're winning all the photos and everything's going right. Well, Alex Cruz is in front with 51 wins. He's got 61 seconds. And Alex does like to come off the pace a little bit. And sometimes when you do that, you you do get some seconds. Frank Lucarelli 
well on his way to another training title here, 35 wins, and he's had 45 seconds. So uh, both of them doing great works. They look like they might uh, r- wrap up the titles. Um, I guess they're must-use and exactas would be the moral of this Boy, story. I guess. Uh, yeah, that is odd. You're right. When when somebody wins the title, a trainer or a jockey, it usually just things, of, as you said, they fall together pretty nicely. And uh, they have on the win end, they're number one, but uh, lots of uh, good races other than those wins as well. Uh, My stat is 10 to 1 or better winners at Emerald Downs this year, 13.8% through last week. That's the highest figure since 1998. So almost 14% 10 to 1 winners, 10 to 1 or greater odds winners. And you know what that just says is that the racing is competitive. Yeah, that's like one out of every seven races, which is yeah. pretty serious numbers. Yeah, we've had a lot of those days. And and they're, and I, I would add that they're not inscrutable winners. And, you know, in hindsight, a lot of times when you see a big price, it's like, geez, I don't know how I could have had that horse. These are logical horses paying big prices, which tells you that racing is very competitive. Yeah, Highest number since 98. In fact, second highest number in track history. That was the highest back in 98, 15.8%. Okay, uh, let's do some trivia. Uh, the last week's question was, what's the biggest $2 mutual payoff in Washington Cup history? As we led into the first bet Washington Cup last week, and you knew that one. You've written about this a few times. Yeah, we had when Night Raider was uh, our champion, two-year-old filly back in 2009. She finished out of the money, and the three horses in there all paid was like 179, 150, and something like that, 109 bucks. It was 187 crazy. for having a wild time. Yeah, Pistol Pack and Gal was in there, yeah, and. and- Private Fortune, right? Private third. Fortune, yeah. That was a crazy day. Because I think she had like $149,000 in the show pool on her, and she finished fourth. Yeah. That was Night Raider. Had the lead at the uh, eighth pole after four consecutive wins. She broke yeah. her maiden, then won three stakes. The only thing I'd say, I think she was coming back really fast. And it, I think it caught up with her in the last eighth there, and it was a, it was a crazy finish. So that's the biggest payoff in Washington Cup history. $187 to show on having a wild time, who did win that 2009 Washington Cup Juvenile Philly race. Okay, so that is uh, last week's question. This week's question is uh, now with Bodenheimer on the scene and Dutton, who's three for three. Who holds the Washington bred record for earnings as a two-year-old? Which Washington bred in state history had the most earnings in a two-year-old season? And uh, hey, by the way, Warren got that question last week. And he's, uh, I delivered three hats to him last week, so I might even owe him one more. He's doing really well on our uh, trivia, and you can email your answer to trivia at emeralddowns.com. Trivia at emeralddowns.com. Who holds Washington Bread record for earnings as a two-year-old? Picks last week. Uh, I didn't do well on the podcast, but Vince had Grinder Sparks Aglow for 1040. Uh, really good winner. That was one tough race. I, I think I put him second, but other uh, pick not so good. Guarding well, the money. Yeah, yeah. Um, so let's go on to this week. Who do you like on Wednesday? Okay, Wednesday. This is a horse I also picked last time and I had a tough beat with him. And it's uh, let's see. This is race number seven, and I like uh, Awesome Slate. Is uh, seven to two on the line. Yeah. Um, he's run three really big races at the meet. Last time, he was wide on both turns and lost by a head to a pretty sharp horse named Mirror Image. Um, so, you know, he's 10 for 31 lifetime. You know, this horse is a real pro, and I think he'll get a good trip under Leslie Mowing, a better trip this time, and I think if he does, he'll win it. And uh, he's fired every out, so I'm pretty confident he'll run another good race, and I think with the right trip, he'll get the money at a fair price. Really good race horse, career-wise, and this year at Emerald Downs. Awesome slate, trained by Edwin Cornier, as you mentioned, uh, second beaten ahead at a mile at a 16th in his most recent, has a great record at the distance, a sharp horse, and he's had a few different jockeys on him, which is kind yeah. of surprising. But He's one of those horses who just runs every time, any place, anywhere. And you know, Aquafrio in that race is a first-time gelding yep. at age I six. I respect him, yeah. We've seen him. He's, he's come back nicely this year at a lower level. He was a good stakes horse here in 2017 for Blaine Wright. He knows this horse well, and he's certainly the horse to beat in there. Not too many first-time geldings at age six. Certainly not, 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 especially with horses that have had a good career like he has, yeah. too. And some speed in there with Party for One, who's won four races He's coming here. around a little bit, yeah. 
He's won four here in both 2019 and 18, and also no harbor in sight. That looks like the pace. Uh, awesome slate. It's going to get a good setup there. Uh, I just about went with him. I'm going to go to a two-year-old in here, and we have a two-year-old race on Thursday. Or excuse me, on Wednesday. The third race on Wednesday is a two-year-old race. Uncommon blessing as a second-time starter. I know I don't have to have too many reasons to convince you to take a no. good look at a second-time starter. So, Absolutely not. She's by Car Talk out of Preaching at Merit. Preaching at Merit, the dam won her career debut at Emerald Downs for 25000 This is a second-time starter. And uh, not so great in her debut, but, you know, I love the two-year-old break situation. This Philly uncommon blessing for Vince Gibson ran on July 1st, so it's been a couple of months for her, uh, actually close to three months and uh, her dam, again, was a winner. First full from that dam preaching at Merritt. Uh, and she's had a couple decent works coming back. She's dropping down to 8,000. Now, we do have a couple first-time starters whose breeding notes are, are okay. But, you know, you wonder when a firster runs for 8,000, you know, how high the barn really is on it. Sometimes uh, it's the place to go. But I'll go Uncommon Blessing. Uncommon Blessing. Third race, number three. Uh, seven to two on the Vince Brune morning line. How about Thursday, Vince? Thursday, yeah. And if those of you like two-year-olds, we have a couple of really nice two-year-old races on Thursday. We've got a maiden 25 and a maiden special weight with a couple. I know Ethan's baby has got her first full of stakes winner yeah. uh, out here. The other race, there's uh, one that's a half to riser who was a very fast horse uh, debuting. So some interesting two-year-old races on Thursday. For my pick, I'll go to race six. This is a $2,500 claiming for fillies and mares, non-winners in 2020 or non-winners of four lifetime. Um, I'll go to number four, She's an Eagle. I know Gold Supply and the three-year-old Sassy Edie are both really sharp in this race, but She's an Eagle, she has been knocking at the door. And last time she rallied four wide into a 44, three and a half and understandably tired. And she just finished second. Her last three races have all been decent, and again, similar to Awesome Slate. I think if she gets the right trip this time, she'll be right there. So I'll take uh, She's an Eagle in race uh, number six. What's her morning line? Uh, nine to two. Nine to two. She's an Eagle in the money, her last three here at Emerald Downs. And yeah, Sassy Edie is super sharp there for Steve Bullock. She's just turned her whole life around. Four races uh, back, she's got a first, second, third, and first in her last four after being huge odds and not producing in her first yeah. couple races. Her and, and Gold Supply has been really sharp for, uh, I believe, Dale Kohler this year. Uh, fired in all four outs, a couple of wins. So uh, she'll, those two are going to be tough to beat. Beat Sassi twice, did Gold Supply. Okay, I'll go in the fourth race. I'm going to go two-year-olds again, and this one isn't much of a price. Cowboy Cab and the four horse in the fourth race on Thursday. It's a two-year-old maiden special weight race. And as Vince mentioned, Ethan's Animal by Animal Kingdom out of Ethan's Baby. Ethan's Baby, multiple stakes winner, uh, was state champion here in Washington at ages two, three, and four. This is her first foal. And uh, so, yeah, uh, that is a very possible good horse. So is uh, the one Alpine Hypnosis, Captain Dash. This is not an easy race, but number four, Cowboy Cabin, trained by Tom Wenzel, was in a really fast-paced two-year-old maiden special weight race a few weeks back. Coastal Kid won it. We know he can run a whole bunch. He won that race by almost four lengths. Uh, Cowboy Cabin not far out of second. The second and third runners come out of the Gottstein as well. Naval Escort, my utter mama's a paint. Uh, yeah, nice work back. Actually, that race was before the work. That work was before the race. Reverse that. So I'm going to go Cowboy Cabin with Serapio Figueroa back for Tom Wenzel. Three to one morning line in the fourth race on Thursday. That's a real interesting race, as you it mentioned, Joe. That's yeah. gonna be a good one. And we've had some great two-year-old racing this year. Headed by Dutton, winner of the Gottstein, and three for three at the meeting. So there's a horse racing northwest for you. Hope you enjoyed. And uh, we'll do it again next week. Thanks to our guests, Greg Conley and Val Lund. And see you at the races. Uh, well, maybe not see you, but uh, follow the races at Emerald Downs. <laughs>